Hello and welcome to episode two. Uh, this episode is featuring the one, the only, Simon Miller. So to, to begin this, let's uh, find out a little bit more about you, um, where you're from, how long you've been wrestling, all the good stuff like that. Uh, where am I from? Well, I'm from Luton in the United Kingdom. No one ever needs to go to Luton unless you're going to use the airport. So I will warn you. I will warn you of that now. Um, it was once voted the worst place in England. So I'm very happy and proud to be, be from Luton. Uh, how long have I been wrestling? I started wrestling in, I, I started training in 2016, debuted in 2018. But then, of course, we got to 2020. There was a little bit of a gap thanks to the pandemic. And then we got to the end of 2021 and we've slowly been getting back into it. So I mean, we say, say 18, so we say five years, it's more like three years. But in terms of the actual process of being involved in it from a physical point of view, yeah, 2016. So that's a good old solid seven years and long may it continue. It's been a fun old ride. Yeah, you've uh, been taking the wrestling world by storm over in the UK and <laughs> uh, in other places. Just seeing you at Soft Pro with Ian Skinner. That was fun. Yeah, that guy, eh? And his new friend who lamped me from behind. It's almost like we'll have to have a feud, isn't it? <laughs> almost. Almost. Almost that way. I'll have to figure it out. Um, so, in terms of your journey with dysmorphia, um, what has your experience been and sort of when did it start? Did it start before wrestling or when you got into wrestling or where, where uh, about I think it probably started when I was 16 years old and started I, and found a gym <laughs> for the first time. Um, so I was quite badly bullied in school. So the gym was like the greatest thing ever to me, because as soon as I found the gym, I started to build myself up. I found confidence. I found structure. I just found something that I really loved. And, you you know, you could never, you know, you, you could never account for, for something like that. But I do always say to everyone that sort of starts going to the gym, as soon as you try to, you know, improve or better your body, you're likely going to fall into uh some sort of a rut where you don't look how you want to look and you're struggling to make you know progress here you struggle to do this and eventually your brain can go into places you don't want it to go now some people deal with it better than others but you know i, I certainly didn't it wasn't like i was 17 18 all of a sudden i had massive ma massive body dysmorphia but i do think when i got into sort of my maybe post university to in my early to, to, to mid 20s um I mean, it was just small things like you know, if I went if I went to the gym and I wanted to wear a tank top or a vest or something, I just couldn't do it. Right. I just couldn't couldn't do it. Not that like it's a massive thing, but that's one of the that's the, one of the earliest memories I have of being like, man, I just don't feel comfortable um, showing off too much skin or whatever, you know, whatever the right uh, the right phrase would be. And that kind of just manifested itself over time to the point like, you know, you went to play five a side football with your mates you'd go into the toilet to get changed or they just whip their tops off. I was like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't possibly. And, I, and, and at the time, I don't think I knew what that was. And then eventually, obviously you catch up with yourself and you're like, Oh no, it's because I just do not like being, I don't like anyone looking at my physique. I just don't like it. I don't want to be judged. I don't want people to think that looks bad. or This looks bad. You know, maybe I'm carrying too much body fat, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I got into wrestling, especially, that was that's why I wrestled in a singlet for so long, because I was like, well, I'm just going to cover every everything up because, you know, the thought of having to, A, wrestling's quite intimidating anyway, 
But the thought of having to have all that on your shoulders and you're exposing your half naked body, I was like, no, I don't. I don't think this is something that that, that I want to do. And look, I when I decided that I was going to try and wear biker shorts instead of of, of a single, I had those biker shorts for over a year before I actually I actually did it. And also the match when I was going. Uh, to wear them for the first time I put them on I went no no and I took them off and I started putting my singlet back on when it was actually another wrestler to be to one side and was just like Miller no this is wrestling man it's not a bodybuilding contest like you, you're overthinking it just you know and I remember I did that match it was back when Defiant was still around and you can find it it's a six-man tag I won't go through the people in it because you know one of them was the people that took me aside and I don't want to uh, you know he may not want me to put that out there. I don't see why he would care, but just in case. And you can see me. Like, as soon as I take my T-shirt off, I'm, like, <laughs> shielding myself. Like, no, don't look at me. So, yeah, it, it's kind of all segued together over the years. And it probably, I mean, I don't even know. I'm sure if I never started going to the gym, there would still be elements of this. But I do think going to the gym sped it up. And that's that's on me too. Like, that's probably putting way too much worth in what somebody's physique looked like. Because it's important to be healthy and, you know, and, and, and happy. But it doesn't, you've got abs, who cares, right? It, it doesn't matter. As long as you're healthy and happy and you're living a good lifestyle and you're not being self-destructive, then it doesn't really matter what you look like at all. But, yeah. That's a, that's a very long answer to a short question. <laughs> that's all good. Um, so you sort of touched on it slightly, but how just how deep did the feelings go with the whole dysmorphia side of things with you trying to shield up and not wanting to show your body? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the thing that would always get me the most is, you know, a close friend or a partner, etc., you know, would would a back not a backhanded compliment, but just a compliment like, oh, you know, you're looking muscular or you're looking ripped, whatever the the appropriate word would be, and that would I don't want to say it would annoy me because that's too wrong, that's too strong, but it would it would bother me. I'd be like, what? Well, don't don't no, I don't I don't like I really didn't like it because I felt like they were uh what's the word uh, humoring me i thought it was just you know we'll just i didn't i did i could not take them at their word and that's not because i don't enjoy a compliment or i don't like a compliment although accepting compliments is hard but it was like times 10 when anybody if someone ever said to me so for some reason i wasn't in an environment and well actually but it still happens today to to, to a lesser extent but if someone says oh millie you're looking big and jacked i'm like no no i want to talk about i just don't I cannot process those. Even today, I cannot process those those thoughts because, you know, it'd be the equivalent of someone trying to tell you, oh, by the way, two plus two now equals ten. You're like, well, I can't. This, I, what do you want me to do with that information? That's nonsense. You know, that's gibberish to my head. So that's always when I notice it sort of uh, coming up the most. And you know, it's kind of funny, like. When to, it was probably 2018, 19, whenever it was when I first wore the biker shorts. And eventually I got into a routine, and that's massively important. Um, I remember going out for one match and being like, man, I should not be wearing this today. Like, you know, maybe my, well, actually, this is all irrelevant. But I remember thinking to myself, you don't look, <laughs> you don't look great. And I remember someone saying to me afterwards, oh, Miller, you, look, you looked awesome out there. That's all I thought about the entire way home. I was like, well, what are they seeing <laughs> that, that, I'm, that I'm not seeing? So, yeah, like I always, uh, and that's still there. That that's definitely still there today. If somebody ever says anything like that, my instant reaction is always to say, "No, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just being nice, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. So, yeah, for one reason or another, it's just it's there. You know, it, it, it exists. It exists within me. 
And the good thing is that, you know, I, I was able to become aware of it and, and start talking about it, which is always the most important thing, because once you get a problem out there, it's not much of a problem anymore, because, um, you know, it, it just becomes something that, and this is why what you're doing is awesome. If we can all talk about it, then hopefully in time, not any time soon, because these things take ages, you know, we can all get to a better place with it. And it can just be like, oh, I've got a cold. Oh, I'm having a bad body dysmorphia day. Wouldn't that be wonderful? That should be the kind yeah. of world that we live in. That would be the best. Um, so you've again sort of touched based on this a little bit, but how has wrestling affected the way that you feel? Has it ever impacted it positively or is it always sort of a constant thought in your mind? Oh, it's always a constant thought in my mind. Absolutely. Like even even like today when I do far better with it. You know, I, I always need to find a mirror <laughs> before I go out and just look at myself. Like, is this really a good idea? Uh, but there has been positives too, because as we talked about before we before we started the recording, I don't like to say that I struggle with body dysmorphia anymore. I still have it, but and I guess you could argue that struggle is the right word. But my thing has always been: I know that some people are crippled by it, so I think it's important that I know I'm going to sound like an idiot, but hey ho, I think that word has to retain its power, right? I think it's a powerful word, and we don't want to we don't want to take away from that. Um, so while I still have it, and while I still have my good days and my bad days, you know, wrestling. And little things like a good friend of mine gave me this advice, going to the gym in a vest, in a tank top and realizing, look, you're OK. Nothing bad happened. You survived. You know, all of those things have built up a confidence. Uh, confidence is probably not the right word. Well, more confidence, we'll say, because I'm never truly confident with it. Uh, but also, I think it's having conversations like this and uh, the videos I do on my own channel where I just decided to start talking about it. You know, 95 percent of the reactions are always like, oh, no, we get it. And then you get the 5% of the crazies. You're always going to get the crazies. There's nothing you can do about them. But I think once you start getting that positive feedback too, where you're like, oh, it's okay to talk about this, then all of a sudden it comes full circle. So wrestling absolutely has been a positive. Um, I'll tell you this, right? How is this remained in my mind? Before my first match, I remember a YouTube comment, because I was doing the What Culture stuff, saying, guys, the best thing, I think it's the best thing, but the most fascinating thing about uh, Simon Miller wrestling is we're finally going to see what he, you know, what his physique looks like. Oh my gosh. I was like, no, 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 this is the last thing that I want. However, that was in 2018. And here we are in 2023. Again, I had a match on Saturday. Um, no point pretending otherwise, like my diet hasn't been great and my training hasn't been great due to personal life and stuff. And I remember putting on my, my biker shorts and just being like, oh man, I don't want to, but I still did it. And that's the key. I still did it. And I don't think that would have been the case without wrestling. Wrestling kind of put me in a position where it was almost do or die in many ways. And I don't think that's for everyone. I don't think you should, you know, some people just, you, you need to have a bit more of an easy, <laughs> an easy path. However, for me, as I've learned through lots of things in my life, no, I need to be pushed. It's like, get in there. And then that actually helps me. So yeah, I owe wrestling a lot, a lot in that sense. And fans, like I say, there's always idiots, but most people have been so gracious about it that it's helped. And over time, it makes you go, oh, it's okay. You know, there's nothing bad here. And ultimately, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks what you look like or what you think you'd look like, because it, it's just a body. It, it doesn't matter. This, this is what's important and that right there. They're the two most important things. Um, so feel free to, you don't have to answer this one. Um, but did you ever go to like a professional for help or have you kind of dealt with it yourself? Did you get a visual diagnosis? How did that all? Um, well, I've, 
I've, I've haven't decided, I have been to counselling before where it came up, but that's not the reason why I went. It was like a byproduct, which makes sense, right? Because all these things are interconnected. But no, mostly it was, um, I, I just used to read. I used to read a lot. I used to read uh, medical journals on it. I used to read anecdotal uh, articles on it, even on Reddit. <laughs> I mean, if, like genuinely, just go on Reddit. Now, with Reddit, you have to, you know, tread carefully because some people are not nice. But yeah, no, I would just, I would, I would absolutely spend a lot of time um i think important time too just trying to learn about it more because i think education is super important and i think when you actually start realizing where it could come from and again for me bullied when i was in school and stuff probably had somewhat of inferiority complex is too much but maybe you know a fear of people that maybe wanted to well beat me up take advantage of me you, you probably get to a stage where you're like the more intimidating i look maybe that will never happen again and then ultimately, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how big or how ripped you got. That's that's something that's something deeper. So no, no, no. So I, I mean, I have talked about it in a professional setting, like I say, as a byproduct. But the majority of my time, especially after I started wrestling, was just okay. You know, what, what would I do if I was trying to figure out how to edit a video? I would just go and I'd read. So I was, I'm just going to go read. And that was really that was really really important to me. And um, it's not a book about body dysmorphia specifically there's an amazing book called the power of now by Eckhart Tolle I believe which is all about just living in the moment and not allowing your brain to you know this is what matters this second here and that was a huge eye-opener for me so I read a lot of that kind of stuff too like self-help uh, material again not for everyone because it's just words on a page but the I kind of brought all these things together and found that it was helping and when something's helping man just fire on through so you mentioned that it sometimes is still a struggle and sometimes it's not a struggle. So on the days where it's not a struggle, where you're having like a good few days, how do you manage to kind of go on with your day? Is it just an easy process day or is it like slightly more challenging? Um, I, I kind of got to the point now where I like to try and keep neutral with it as best as I can, because I think it helps on the on the other end, too. So if I am having a, a few good days and I become self-aware of it. And again, self-awareness is really important because, you you know, you want to enjoy the good things. Um, I always make sure, again, I try and stay in that middle lane with everything, because if you stay with the middle lane on the good days, then on the bad days, you teach yourself to stay in in the middle lane, too. And. I don't think you should approach your entire life like that. I think if you get some good news or, you know, you win the lottery, I don't know, <laughs> you should celebrate it and you should enjoy it. But for me, at least personally, when it comes to more sort of physiological things, I'm um, or psychological things, I'm always a bit more like just fine neutral. Neutral is cool, right? Because you know that um, maybe next Friday you won't feel this way. So just enjoy it for what it is for now. Don't get too excited. Don't get you know too 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 down about it. And just and just take it day by day. And that's really my thing. Taking it day by day with this stuff is um is really it's just really 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 important to me. Because then I also what happens as well is I think it reminds myself as the point that I'll always come back to is that it really doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't matter if somebody thinks I'm a big jacked up muscular guy or not. Like it's irrelevant. Who cares? Like who cares? And that doesn't define you. And that doesn't define your confidence. And that doesn't define your successes or your failures. So yeah, that's what I try to do. But at the same time, it's always nice to, to, to um, take advantage of those moments where you do feel good too. And you know, because again, I think balance is key to, to everything. 
um, that we do in life. So, yeah, that's that. I just try and accept it for what it is so that on the other end, I can accept it for what it is, too. And then it's not a thing. It's just a part of me, which is cool, right? Because human beings are complex, um, complex species and complex characters. And we should have flaws. And we should well, not even I consider this a flaw, but we should have these things that we have to work through. Because I think on the other side, hopefully we'll be more well-rounded people, which is, you know, which is kind of uh, kind of important, too. When you do have these bad periods, bad days, however long they might last, um, how do you sort of escape? How do you sort of bring yourself back to quote unquote reality? <laughs> um, that's a very, very good question. Again, I try and stay in the moment and understand that it will pass. And, and I also and also I try to be so I keep uh, journals of everything. So I keep a journal of what I'm lifting in the gym. I keep a journal of the cardio I do, the food I eat, um, supplements that I may have taken, you know, whatever it is, because I, I, I'm quite I'm quite a visual person. So if I see it all written down. You know, for example, so usually I'm very strict with my diet and stuff because I like to be. I like, you know, I like lifting weights and stuff. But on the weekend, I'll be a bit more lax with it. So if I wake up on a Monday and I look at myself like, oh, man, it's, I'm like, well, yeah, but you've just eaten a bunch of sugar and salt for two days. <laughs> so, you know, there's no way that there has to you know, every consequence, every, every action has a reaction, etc. So I always try to make sure that I'm mindful of that. Uh, but if it is just something where, yeah, I just wake up and I'm not I'm I'm not feeling good. To be honest, what I try and do is do something that makes me makes me feel good, like genuinely. So maybe I will go to the gym because I love going to the gym or maybe I'll play my guitar for a while or I'll play some video games or I'll go you know, I'll go see a movie or read a Batman, you know, Batman comic. Because, when you know, I, I find what happens is when you do those things that you truly do like, you get your brain back into a positive peace of mind. And then sometimes, not all the time, again, this is where I've got to, you then catch yourself in the mirror again and wow, you don't look as bad. And you want to know why you don't look as bad? Because your brain is in a positive place. And that's what life, that's what life is all about. So yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It wasn't, you know, in the past, I would really struggle with, with it and I'd overthink it and be like, you know, well, whatever, whatever I would do. And just because I have spent a lot of time working through it, now there are again there's things that i've learned that i know that that can help me but also acceptance is the big one i've just accepted it all right let's say you don't look good today let's say you look terrible well you know no, nothing's changing the next second's coming the next minute's coming the next hour is coming so uh, but that took a long time as well again i don't want anyone listening to this thinking it's easy like a light switch it's not and my heart goes out to anyone that you know really does feel crippled by this stuff because i get it like i really really do it's uh it's it can be it can be really really horrible and it can totally uh derail you and i i don't want people to be derailed i want people to be as happy as they possibly can be so um we're heading towards the final parts of it but what message or pieces of advice could you give to someone who is struggling with similar sorts of feelings maybe a wrestler that's watching this maybe fans anybody who might be in the same similar sort of situation as you well, I mean, for starters, I think, remember that you're not alone. And I genuinely think 100% of people on this planet deal with it. We just deal with it on, on, on different levels. Like some people probably listening to me now going, oh, that doesn't sound that bad. Whereas somebody else may be like, that sounds like the worst thing ever, depending on what their experience is uh, with it is. So always remember that you're not alone. We're all going through this kind of stuff. Nobody has perfect mental health, if only we did. And that ultimately, you should, you should talking about it is the best thing I ever did. I think that's how I became so... Um, uh just acceptive of it is because i put myself out there which is scary of course it's scary 
but aside from a few idiots most of the the feedback i got was lovely so again if you do decide to reach out to someone and they kind of fob you off that's on them that's not on you you ignore that person and you find somebody else even if it keeps happening over and over again you're just on a bad run trust me i promise you there'll be people out there that will listen the fact we're doing this podcast right now i think is a a wonderful um, indictment of that that you know we are getting to a place where we can be open and we can talk and i genuinely think the more we do that the more it just becomes yeah, like I say, oh man, I woke up and I banged my head. How's your head? It hurts. Oh, I woke up and I looked at myself and I really, really didn't like it. Oh yeah, totally get it, man. You know, it doesn't even have to be. It doesn't even have to be more than that. We don't have to sit down and do a one-hour character study of what of what's happening. It can literally just be someone going, oh yeah, happened to me the other day. What is going on? Uh, and then all of a sudden, it just becomes normal. So yeah, normalizing it, I think, is important. So talk to those people that you trust. Talk to those people that you know. I will have your back and I promise you like this one I, I I'm wavering of it will it will um it will do wonders for you which again doesn't mean that it's easy you take your time and you find your own way but uh, yeah getting that positive reinforcement not even positive reinforcement just getting the reinforcement that it's not a bad thing after a while you go it can't be that bad a thing that's just everyone has to deal with something and if ours is body dysmorphia or whatever yours may be um, you'll get better with it and you know you'll find a way to utilize it sometimes for the best that's what i did with wrestling you know it's it's now almost become a force for, for good in many ways the fact that we get to talk about this and i do stuff on my youtube channel like i say so and knowing that anyone would have listened to what i've said and gone oh i feel a bit better too excellent that that's the dream that's the cool stuff right there the first video that i did which will be published on tuesday um i've listed a bunch of resources um and some telephone numbers and some helplines and things like that which I will again do on this video as well as link the book that Simon has uh, mentioned. I will list as much as I can find. Um, if anybody is struggling, again, as I mentioned on the previous video, you aren't alone. Um, it can feel absolutely so terrifying at times. Um, it really can. So the main message and the reason why I've started doing this is to help people know that they aren't alone. Um, and on that, I will end it with uh, Simon, where can we find you? What's your social media, merch, all your kinds of things like that? Yeah, if you just search for Simon Miller 316 on social media or search for Simon Miller on YouTube, you'll find all my stuff. It's like a central hub. And I always say this to everyone, my DMs are open. I'd love to be able to get back to everybody, but I can't. I mean, I, I really would love to, but it would be my entire day and I wouldn't earn any money and then I'd lose my house. And I, don't, I don't want that to happen. But I promise you, if you message me, I will go out of my way to get back to you um, if you want to chat about anything. I, I mean it too. Like I said, I don't do it to as many people as I wish that I could, but I've had some uh, truly inspiring conversations in DMs, right? Who knew? Who knew that could be a thing? So yeah, please reach out. Simon316 and if i am if i see the message sometimes i don't even see it but i promise you if i see it i'll get back to you i i, I, I always do but uh yeah i mean i could not uh, reiterate that i love i love uh, more you're not alone you're really not it feels like it i get it but you're not and there's there's always um there's always happier days around the corner you just you just got to get there which can be super duper hard but we, we we find the path together as friends and family and humans and all of that all right uh thank you for watching um it's been great thank you simon for Welcome. helping in it's not an easy topic to talk about and it's not an easy topic to listen to if you're struggling with it 
Um, so if you got this far, you know, well done. You, you're doing something to actively try and help yourself. And I know that that can be quite intimidating. So yeah, um, tune in for episode three. <laughs>